0: Welcome to Hollywood Changemakers, the official podcast of the Hollywood Prayer Network, where we hear the stories of creatives and industry professionals as they live out their faith in the world of film, television, music, and all entertainment. This podcast is for visionaries who believe in the power of prayer and want to see change in our culture. This is Hollywood Changemakers. Hello, I'm Karen Covell. Welcome to the Hollywood Changemakers Podcast. I'm really thrilled today to introduce a good friend, a family friend. For years, I have known the Lees. Their parents and I were in a Bible study together 30 years ago in Hollywood. And now I get a chance to talk to Mackenzie Shay Lee. Mm-hmm. She is a young producer. She is in the industry figuring out what's next in this crazy place. And has questions that she really wants us to talk about today. And I was so taken by our conversation that I said, let's do it as a podcast. So I welcome Mackenzie. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, you come from an entertainment family. Mm -hmm. And how do you think your faith and your entertainment background has worked itself out?
1: How it works itself out. Yeah.
0: Do you find any contrast between living in the faith world and living in the entertainment industry, or is it just all natural to you together?
1: Um, I guess it's all I've known, <laughs> but I've always had, like, yeah, one foot in Hollywood, one foot out, so, you know, normal growing up life, school, all of that, mostly, and then kind of, oh, now we're going to go, my parents are going to go do this this thing. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's all I know. It's
0: Well, you're the oldest of three girls in a family that's very creative. Yes. Um, What made you go in the direction of thinking about producing?
1: I wanted to, um, I wanted to major in something artistic and my dad said no.
0: He did. He He knew too well. He's a TV writer and he says no. Oh, that's very funny. Okay. So
1: he and my, yeah, they're like, no. And so I, my dad's like, if you want to do something artistic, then you have to double with business. I was like, I don't want to do business. That sounds so boring. Um, which is ironic. Cause I only remembered this recently. I was, um, praying about something that I wanted as like a teenager for like my life. And I thought it was like really easy, just like gentle, like God, I'd like this. And his answer was, no, you're going to go into business. And I was like, that sounds weird and boring and not like me at all. <laughs> yes. And so I went to business school but I actually really liked it. It's kind of like, it kind of taught me how to take your creative juices and actually apply them. Because so many people are like stuck in this, like, how do I get from here to here? I have all these ideas, but to actually, now I've learned the word is produce, to produce them. is, um, it's It's a whole other field. And so I actually was able to help my parents set up their own little, you know, their own production company, through that is like oh well, I learned this is business school today let's apply this, wow. and I actually funny enough we were talking you're talking about how producing and how you didn't have a class in school, um, I was in the business department and I was still interested in film so I went to the film department and asked if I could minor in producing, um, but it was funny because they told me no <laughs> they said if you're they they literally it was like I really want to I don't understand and they're like if you're in business school you're you're learning what you need to learn like that's the same skills it's gonna help you. They had that, that vision. Happen. Yes, so, I don't know. I don't know what's on my plate. What's going to happen? But that's kind of where I am right now.
0: Well, it's a beautiful blend of gifts to have the business side and the creative side, and not mm-hmm. to squelch either one, but to bring them together. That's why I love being a producer. Yeah, because I don't have to stop another side of my brain. They can happen at the same time. Yes,
1: and it's important to understand both because you're almost like the the what's the word almost like a translator mm-hmm. between your business people and your artists and that's a very different language. So if you can speak both, it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's really good. It'll yeah. it'll bring you far. So I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, today we want to talk about spiritual encounters with God. And I know this is something that you're intrigued with. And so I want to hear your story to say, I assume you've been a Christian your whole life mm-hmm. and when was the first time God became real to you?
1: God became real. I it sounds like such a cop-out, but I just, I've I've been a Christian since I was, like, three, and I only remember back to being, like, two, so yes. <laughs> it just made sense to me. It just, um, it was just something that made sense. I guess I remember my first, like, word from God that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're, like, I was three, and I was, like, sitting, we had this old, um, cool old car, and I just remember, like, hearing a voice tell me, like, stay in the car. I was like, you're three, so you're like, oh, I'll stay in the car. The car ended up rolling backwards and the door was open and, like, got crushed on, like, cranked backwards on a pillar, which means I would have been standing right between the pillar and the door had I gotten out when I was supposed to. So that was, I guess, my first, like, time remembering hearing something that was like, oh, there's a voice, I listened to it, and that was a good thing. (laughs) Have you had experiences
0: anything like that or other supernatural encounters after that I mean i've
1: had like like from god <laughs> cuz i've definitely i feel like in 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 the last like 10 15 years i've had some dark ones which are not from god but i think that was a bit more what got me going like ooh what is this um i mean i've still i've still Tell me about something. that that's
0: that yeah that's amazing you know?
1: yeah i do Oh my gosh um like I remember growing up, (laughs) we're on a Christian podcast, (laughs) talking about these dark encounters. Um, I remember being in my bed and like there was kind of the moonlight like streaming in. I remember seeing like handprints walking on my bed, which was not cool. Creepy. Creepy. And then like a body like laying on me, which was kind of suffocating. (sighs) And I just figured, like, oh, that was, like, a dream or whatever, um, but it didn't feel like a dream. And sure enough, I, like, you know, found out other people have had similar experiences. That wasn't, like, the best one. Or you get, like, the eerie feeling, like, you don't want to be in a space.
0: Did you figure out why it may have happened or how to respond to it next time, or did it happen again, or w- what did you do with that?
1: What did I do with that? I <laughs> slept on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good reason. Hello. I'm getting in that bed again. <laughs> uh, for a little while, um... I don't know, my, uh, you know, prayer and, uh, just, I was, I was younger and I was kind of like being exposed to like, oh, there's also, cause my mom had, has had experiences before with angels and I remember thinking that's mm. so, to me at the time I was like, that's so scary. I don't want to have that. And then I had the opposite experience. I'm like, okay, angel, now i have angels seem good now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I've now had experiences of that as well. Um, but it is weird when it's like things that you can't really explain,
0: Um, And yet, you know, they're real. And the fact is, there is good and there is evil. And we have to embrace both of those. And I think as Christians, to be honest, and talk about that is helpful for someone else who may have gone through it, and is afraid to say anything. And suddenly they think, oh, I'm not the only one.
1: Right. And it's lucky to like, know the Lord, too. Because for so many people who just have the dark experiences, it's like, there is no light. It's like, this is just the way the world is and there's creepinesses and like a lack of protection um so I guess it's good it's it's not good but having been exposed to both is like I can understand both sides and it's like nice to know that there's a power that can protect you from that (laughs) Um, not everyone knows that source that um can step in and you know take care of you
0: have you been ever able to tell that story to someone who has gone through a darker experience?
1: Mm. Um, I more just remember we were telling ghost stories like my freshman night at college, and my roommates were like, I don't like your stories. <laughs> um, cause they, but they also, I was the only Christian, so to me it was like I know both exist. It was sort of a like I've... I, you can you know, embrace
0: both and understand it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: but, um, but that's not the most comforting thing for everyone. Um, yeah. So how do you...
0: Take those experiences into your just normal day life? Do you remember them? Do you push them aside? Is it something that empowers you to be stronger in your faith?
1: Or what do you do with those? It's a good question. Um, I definitely feel like sometimes I relate to Job a bit with the like all of the so many bad things happening, and you're like, it's testing your faith and you know which way do i walk do i keep walking forward like god where are you um but it's you you can't really relate or help people if you have not if you have not either experienced or have an understanding to be able to help them with that situation um because sometimes it can be like, oh, like just stop doing that thing. But it's like there's so much damage. And so to be able to actually help somebody with the damage, you kind of have to, not have to, but if you have experienced some of it yourself, you're going to be able to have a wiser explanation.
0: Have you had a chance to share your faith with someone based on that kind of circumstance? I have not. That's an, it's an interesting thought, right? I yeah. mean, that God turns everything into good. Yeah. So knowing you've gone through both, a positive spiritual experience mm-hmm. and a supernatural, scary one. Mm-hmm. It can, it might be a fun opportunity someday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where where God puts my path. Yes.
0: So, what made you come to me about supernatural experiences? What is it that you that empowers you, or you want to talk about, or you're working through? Or you.
1: I guess I don't always feel like it's something that's talked about. Sometimes it's. Uh, Church can be, like, an oasis, a place of um, – it's not a bad thing, but sometimes it's, like, if, you know, these are the good things to do, and it's so positive, which is good. But when you're walking through really dark periods, sometimes you're, like, I'm not really sure how to how – to, I don't know how to understand if it's, like, all right, I'm doing what the Bible says. I'm listening to what they're saying in church. I'm following this. And, you know, all these terrible things are still happening. Um, sometimes there's just – this messy and kind of dark energy and force in your life, and sometimes I feel like the only answer you you receive is, oh, well, do what the Bible says. It's like, what if I'm already doing that? <laughs> well, pray, what if I'm already doing that? And I think it's maybe I've just been allowed to be exposed to the fact that there is both, so I have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise I... If we're just, you know, Christians in this happy little bubble, I mean, how, you know, how's that helpful? (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like kind of a one foot in Hollywood, one foot out, one foot in art, one foot in producing, and I've now experienced very dark things and very light things. Um, You can kind of help be a pathway to get people from, I know where you are, I know that's scary, I know that's dark, and I help guide you over to this peaceful over
0: here Mm -hmm. and I think the first step is to acknowledge that that's real and not to try to deny it or pretend it didn't happen or it was something other than you thought or the fear of dealing with something dark I think is more damaging than acknowledging it and then saying now what do we do
1: with it yeah yeah
0: you know definitely so what would you do if someone came to you and they just said I just experienced this weird thing I don't even want to tell anybody and then they finally tell you how how would you respond
1: um, I guess probably making sure they know there's no judgment, maybe explain some of the stuff I've been through and some of the dark things that make absolutely no sense and, you know, some of the mistakes I've made and the consequences of that. And let them know it's an even playing field because I think sometimes it can feel like there's this front of, like, it's a front, it's not real, but of, you know, perfection or I'm reaching this high level or blah, blah. blah. But it's really, it's like... If you, t- if you relate to something more relatable like sports, you know, an Olympian started at level zero at one time too. Like, they they understand all of the things. So it doesn't just mean because I'm a Christian now. Everything's always been happy and great. And, like, I've, it's always been a walk in the park. No, I, I've been there. So it would be a lot of, like, helping them understand, like, I'm not judging you. This has happened to me. This has happened to me. This has happened to me. Um, Feel free to share or don't share, and then let's, like, pray about it, talk about it, and um, maybe I can help get you connected with somebody that's actually walked through the thing you're walking through and has come through to a better side. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think affirm and go on is a wonderful thing to do because we all experience things that we think in culture might not be appropriate or might not be acceptable, Mm -hmm. And then when you start talking to other people about it, you go, oh, wait, this is a human experience.
1: This is not something bad. This is actually real. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm quoting this wrong, but I think during the time that Jesus fasted, wasn't he tempted, didn't they say with everything? Mm -hmm. So anything you're going through, Jesus has actually been tempted by that very same thing, no matter what it is. And if if I'm understanding it correctly. So... It's it's not so much to be like, "Oh, he did it I couldn't. Well, he's God." <laughs> you know, but it's like I he is not looking at like, well, I never dealt with that. You know, it's like he actually experienced the same thing and didn't make the same choice, mm-hmm. but he's going to understand the human emotions that come with that. Exactly. And
0: the and the father allowed him to experience temptation so that we could say, "Oh, I'm not the only one. This yeah. is this is real." And then see how he responded to it. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the thing that we can encourage each other in. Not judge each other for, but right. encourage each other. Can you tell me another time that you went through something that was dark or scary and you, at the time, didn't know what it was, and then maybe
1: you got a different perspective later? Um, dark or scary. I mean, like, do you want to give me a category? <laughs> Are you so, talking about, like, having something supernatural
0: or something that you made a choice and it went in a way that you just, Weren't expecting because it wasn't all happy and good, and then you had to work through that.
1: I mean, I think probably the most recent experiences where, cause I'm trying to think of something where I've made mistakes. Cause it's easy to go like, I was, I was a victim and I was innocent. and yeah, This happened yeah. to me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we have those stories too, but that's not helpful. Right. Um. Like, I would say a couple years ago, I was very much like, if so I'm 30 now, and that's like, I've, I, I no fears about turning 30. But now a lot of women are like, oh no, 30. I will say this has been my hardest year, <laughs> but that's for isn't other that reasons. Awesome? Um, so a couple years ago, I was like, I just always pictured being married at, like, 29. Like, I don't know why. Like, my first boyfriend and I were talking about, what age do you, figure, you know, picture getting married? We were teenagers, you know. And I was like, I think, like, 29. And that number just always kind of stuck. So it come around, I'm like, 28. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> this is It's <laughs> getting a little close. Um, and so I, like, fasted and prayed. And I was like, I feel like I, you know. I've wanted a relationship, and, like, I've been totally fine, you know, being single most of my 20s, but now I feel like, all right, like. I'm ready. I'm ready. Deadline is here, God, you know. Like, I'm giving him the deadline. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> but, and so I fasted for a long time. Like, I fasted the majority of of two months. Um, where I, And everyone has fast, they do in different ways, not to say what's right and what's wrong. And mine were kind of, like, I have health issues, so I can't always just cut out all the food. But I was like, if somebody offers me a meal, I'll accept, but I'm not going to get myself food. Right. So it's a significant cut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for the majority of two months, and I had great experiences and the most horrible experiences in two of the relationships that came out of that. And part of that was my mis- my mistakes or my, like, oh, this must be God's answer or or it's part of an answer or or something. And so... Yeah, like with the first guy that I dated, he told me, you know, um, I feel like God told me I'm supposed to show you how you're supposed to be treated. Now, I'm not going to say that's a green flag, it's, but I, I don't know. Again, I'm still learning from this experience, um, but I will say it, it has made a lasting impression because he did treat me very well when he was treating me very well, <laughs> you know, um, so I'm like, so in I take that now as like, all right, that's kind of set a high bar. But again that ended really dark like um he disappeared I didn't know what happened I was like god what's going on and um Months later, I was praying about it because I'm like, God, what happened? And I just, like, Googled. I thought, like, did he die? Like, I don't know. But I was like, oh, he he got married and has a kid or had 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 a kid. And when I did the timeline, I was like, that timeline meant the baby would have already been conceived before we started dating because the (sighs) baby's already being born. So that's one of those, like, God, what happened? You know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it's so hard. It it wasn't the best experience. Mm -hmm. Um And then I followed that up with another relationship after more fasting and um, definitely made some mistakes in that, but also it was a really growing and good experience too. And I think that's some of the stuff that's confusing when it's like good and bad and it's like, well, I thought... I told you I'm ready, I've been praying about it, I've been fasting, you would just deliver. Yeah. I've been delivered with lots of lessons, <laughs> lots of maturity. Look at that. And in
0: God's <laughs> eyes, that's probably the greatest thing of all. And yet for
1: us, it's like, come on. It's terrible. I'm like, yeah. God, this is so painful. Are you paying attention? You know. Um, but who knows what he's going to do with that and continue to do with that. Um,
0: now, how does that impact your faith right now? Did it strengthen you? Did it sh- Did it shake
1: you? The first one didn't shake me. It just confused me. The second one shook me. Mm -hmm. Um, The irony is, like, so I never, like, had a, you know, I feel like I love talking to people that became Christians as adults because I love hearing their, like, oh, like, epiphany moment, like, God is real. And some of what I walked through in a relationship, I did get to have an epiphany moment.
0: I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> how did how did that impact your faith at this point? You said it shook you. Are you stronger through it? Are you questioning because of it? I'm questioning We're...
1: because of it, definitely, to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, I want you to be, yeah. Yeah, definitely questioning because of it. Um, I do have like you know, it's like, God, I trusted you, God I had faith, God I did what you wanted me to do, God I, you know, tried to follow your rules and what you've asked us to do. And so it is confusing. And I'm not necessarily, don't have my answers yet, but that doesn't mean they won't come.
0: Yeah. Well, an interesting thing is that the people who do become Christians as an adult, mm-hmm. the one, they get this newness and this freshness that's mm-hmm. that's appealing to people who have just known Jesus their whole life. But <laughs> yeah. when things go wrong, because mm-hmm. I became a Christian as, as a 20-year-old. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I when something went wrong, I didn't have the foundation that people I knew had that were Christians their whole life growing up. So though things were new and fresh, and even some Christians love being around me because they're like, you're looking at it from such a new perspective, you know. But then it was hard for me when something didn't go right, because I thought this was a what it was supposed to be like, whereas the Christians around me who had been believers mm-hmm. for 20 years mm-hmm. had this foundation of faith where they weren't shaken as much, and I envy that. Interesting. So <laughs> I see that there are pros and cons about each one, and the bottom line to me is that we just need him desperately regardless. Yeah. And yet we can't be... Um, scared if we have questions Mm -hmm. because i think that's very honest with god god knows so we don't have to pretend that we don't yeah we're (laughs) we're open with him Mm -hmm. he's probably like well thank you now we can really work (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. it's so true so are you hard on yourself by having questions about what you thought your faith in god would be or no no? because i feel like i mean we were
1: just talking about how um people come to faith later like i came earlier, so I feel like I'm walking through things that other people have walked through. You know, um, I did walk away intentionally, like, I prayed about it for a couple years in college because, like, I God, I feel like I have so many amazing friends that are of different religions, and so this is impacting me, and I'm confused, and I also, at that time, was dealing with real hypocrisy in, in like, the church I had been in, and it was, it was, bad it was really bad and so I was like I just want to make sure I've got this right because everyone in my circle seems to think they have it right and I want to be confident that this is the actual that you're you're the god I should you're god and I should be following you and so I did walk away for a couple of years and definitely felt that like you know, chest cavity emptiness Mm -hmm. it starts out great. And you're like, oh, I don't have as much guilt and all this. I'm free. (laughs) I'm free. And that lasts, you know, a number of months, you know. (laughs) And then you're like, ah, what is this? So I don't have shame about it. I'm not saying I should or shouldn't have shame. I just, I don't at this time, but I think... If he's not just stepping in and swooping me up and delivering me to the next place and, like, here's your, you know, golden path or whatever, if that's not happening, I'm still in the trudge and the sludge of life. Yeah. I just have to trust that that's what he thinks is either best or he knows the results because he knows the future. We don't know the future. And I just have to trust that he has me on the path that's going to lead to what he wants to lead me towards or use me towards. Um. And, again, my friend and I were talking about this the other day. Like, we sort of had these feelings like we weren't going to live super long. And so I'm like, we were both talking about this yesterday. I'm like, I feel like we're both past the date. Like, maybe we pictured yeah. just in, in naturally. And so it's like, all right, well, I feel like this rest of my life is totally like, God, this is you. Because if you're keeping me on this planet, and I've already done all that. I'm pretty fortunate. I've kind of done my bucket list already, to be oh, honest with you. Fabulous. And so I'm sort of like, all right, I'm still here. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> he can really
0: use you, and he yeah. can can give you his perspective on things because you're done running after yours.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and I think it's funny. I feel like that was part of the Hollywood thing for me too. When I was – I went to business school. I went into production, like, right away. Like, I got my first job between finals and graduation. Like, oh I went that weekend and did my first thing, and then I was like, I think I'm going to do this for a while. And I ran with that for a while. Um but I definitely remember feeling like, God, like, I feel like I have to run this direction. I have to. I don't know why. But, like, I, I also know it's, like, the you can't have any other God above the Lord. And I do think at one time I was, like, had this just craving for it. And so it was good that I ran with it, but I got knocked down pretty hard, you know, pretty harshly because it was important for me to experience this is not the light. It looks like it, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's not. Um, and anything that doesn't have God just in and through it is going to fall to its own destruction. That's an amazing lesson to learn.
0: I mean, mean, and we only learn things in the hard times. We really don't learn the best things in easy times.
1: Easy times are like, this is great. I must be awesome. (laughs) I must be
0: awesome. Yes, exactly. Uh, So what got you
1: out of that two year phase in college? I feel like the phrases everybody has their demons, but I'm, I don't know what the good <laughs> phrase you would use. Everybody has their things they struggle with, and I definitely, since I was like thirteen, I struggle. I've struggled with like suicidal stuff. Like that's been something that's been really hard for me. And mm-hmm. honestly, being a Christian makes it harder because I'm does, like, because you're
0: expected to be a certain way.
1: You're expected to be a certain way, and it's like you're according- not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy. I mean, you're expecting it's supposed to be a certain thing, and I think also it's hard for me because I can. I can be emotional, but I can also be very logical. And it's like, so according to my logic, this is miserable. And just on the other side of this is paradise. So this is really hard to just choose to stick in the really rough stuff. And when I can't fix the problem, and I'm often a people come to for like, how would you do this? How would you fix that? And I can't fix my own problems. That gets really hard. And so um, there's different times in my life where I've dealt with those feelings. And I think I was definitely dealing with those feelings, but it was an additional difficulty because it was more like, oh, there's not peace on the other side of this. It's like there's just an unbelievable emptiness that's just growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing to the point that I just feel like I don't have anything filling me. And um, you run to other things. And, like, I had things that I decided ahead of time that I was not going to run towards because I know the consequences. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to run towards... For me, I was like, I'm not going to run towards drugs. I'm not going to run towards sex. Like, there's certain things where I'm going to not do those. I think those for me, will have a lot of permanent consequences. So I'm going to part from those. But then you you find your other drugs. You know, I definitely became like a binge eater where you're eating a ton and then you're not eating at all and it's like not good for you. And you don't know you're doing it. You're like, I'm trying to find something that makes me feel better. And you try your things, you do your sports, you, you have your friends, and those things are great. But then when you're like alone in your dorm or whatever and you're like, this is dark. <laughs> and it, I don't remember the exact moment, but I do remember feeling like, God is the only thing that fills the cavity and the empty cavity in my chest. So I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's that, is it? Oh, no, <laughs> it's just it really is. But... And
0: you, I feel like it's a gift that you came to that place and so okay. soon. Because <laughs> my heart breaks for people who can't get to that place. It's so hard to watch it too. Yeah, it's so hard to watch it, and you yeah. want you want to help, but you know we have to walk our own journey. Yeah. For me, that's when prayer comes in. I pray for somebody who's on a journey where they don't know where they're going, and they feel lost, and I don't know that what I say will really help, but I know yeah. what I pray can help.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that, because I'm definitely in a period right now where I, I have a, a friend, and care about him very much, and he's running in the wrong direction, and have put in a lot of prayer and fasting over that, and to my line of vision, I it could be wrong, but I haven't seen any progress. I've only seen like decline, further decline, and anger, and all the things. And so that's another one that rocks my faith. I'm like, I spent like, you know, 40 days like dedicating prayer and all these things, and plus additional stuff. I'm like, God, what is happening? But I also have to remember like, people, it's a weird thing, but like, if he's choosing to keep walking that way, It's hard to wrap your mind around, but that's actually God's love in a way because he lets us choose. He does. We're not puppets.
0: We're not. And he knows our path, but he also knows that he wants us to come to that decision and not have him make us be a certain way. You know, you hear some, God is a gentleman. Mm -hmm. He's going to offer you what he has for you, but he's Mm -hmm. not going to force you to take it. And that's a hard thing when you want somebody to be pulled out of a dark time and... They haven't chosen to do that yet.
1: Not yet. I appreciate that. Yes. (laughs) No, it is a yet. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that
0: great verse in Proverbs um, 21 that says, grow up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he Mm -hmm. will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people who pull that out and say, I I grew up my child in the way he should go, and he won't depart from it. And I'm like, yeah, but... Mm -hmm. When he's old, that means you don't know when, and you have to love them and pray for them and let them take that journey so that when they are ready to come out of it, it's their own choice, and that makes their faith even stronger.
1: makes me wonder how God does it. How does he just, like, watch us do this? Like, it's hard as a human to watch one other human, you know? It is. He's got billions. Like, when you're on the 405, and sometimes I think about that, it makes me feel so small, and there's, like... We're like a herd of ants, you know, going both ways. And I'm like, but he knows every single person in the bumper-to-bumper traffic next to me and their story and yes. who their families and are. every and hair, hair
0: on their head. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to realize that. It's a big brain. <laughs> and that's the God I want to hang on to in a dark time, who is so big and so impossible even to understand because his love and his mercy and his mm. grace are so incredible. That he will even allow people to walk through hard times. He'll even let Job walk through those days knowing it's going to be okay.
1: Sometimes I'm, when I'm going through really, really, I've had a lot going on in this last year. It's been so dark. And I'm like, God, I'm not Job. I'm not strong enough. Like, step in. <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. And do you feel like
0: he does? Or do you feel like the foundation of your faith is what keeps you going? Mm. That's
1: a good question. Such a funny time to be doing this podcast because I would love for it to be, like, months down the road and be like, everything turned out great, but I'm in the sledge of it right now. Um. I think that's the real
0: time because there are people that will be watching this who are in the middle of it right now, and it's not all okay. And so what is it like to be somebody going through that who's willing to talk about it? Is that a, a question or rhetorical? It's kind of a thought. <laughs> a thought, <laughs> yeah. But if there's something mm-hmm. that you are processing that you want to say that maybe somebody else can can glean from or
1: can ponder, what say is whatever's on your heart, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, I think that's maybe something that isn't talked about very much. Like, sometimes choosing to follow God is actually the way harder decision. It, eternally, it's not, but it, like we're banking on all of our sacrifices and all of, you know, the relationships we lose and the opportunities we miss out on. And, you know, especially like, I've thought about, (laughs) I thought about this before I did background for a long time. You see a lot of people's true character when you're doing background. Um, And it's funny because when I started, I, there, you know, they have you check, like, will you do nudity, yes or no? And I was like, oh, no. When I was fresh out of college, had my diploma, and, like, am not financially struggling yet. And <laughs> you are starving yet. <laughs> and you go through, like, years, and, like, there was a time where I was actively seeking marketing work, actively seeking producing work, actively seeking production, actively, like, all the, like, everything. And I had turned down this job that was outside the industry because I just didn't feel like it was quite a fit, banking on this other one that i had had nine interviews with and then i got a call from them after i turned on the other one it was too late to go back and they're like oh you were our second choice (laughs) and i didn't get work for nine months and i started to like in that time i was like west um well there are just different shows where like you could uh, we would like show up clothed to set and they're like oh yeah the people that like we're willing to do the like no close scenes. They just made 10 grand for the last couple of days, and you're just like, I made a hundred dollars this week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, gets, it gets hard, and I start to be able to empathize and, and understand like when you don't have the Lord and like choose to like maybe stick to the things that are ingrained since you're young. I'm like, I can totally see why somebody was like, I got to pay rent. I have a car payment. I just got to do this. I'll push aside the morals and the values because I need money. (laughs) Yeah, I need money. I need, you know, so I think it's like interesting that I've been able to walk through times of understanding that I and I think it does go back to be having faith since I was young. So I chose not to. But I mean, that's a long time to like just watch your money go away. And it's expensive to live here. It's not cheap.
0: No, it's not. And there's okay. always a moral question, especially in the acting world, when you are constantly up against mm-hmm. moral and ethical decisions. Yeah. Which is why, even though you've gone through the dark times, you still have hung on to the values that allow you today to feel good about yourself, to know you haven't compromised in those ways, yeah. and to be able to offer that to other people, to say, I know how hard it is, I've gone right. through that, but I also know I've made the right choices because mm-hmm. I... I can live with myself.
1: And I, and it's hard because I think that's such a hard thing too. Like I'm just so fortunate. Like I am so fortunate. My parents live here. And I think about all the people who are like on their own, on their own. And you're like, you know, sleeping on couches and living in your car and like, you know, a month behind on rent and like going to get evicted. Like there's so many other situations or even like I just, I understand where the pressures come where you might compromise a little bit. Or it's like, if I'm moving with my boyfriend, we'll both save all this money. And, like, so I totally empathize and understand also because I've now been pushed to those edges of, you know, push, you know. Of desperation, yeah. yes. <laughs> so I've just, been, I've been very fortunate and I'm, like, learning to also, I'm trying to share, too. It's not, like, I feel bad because I don't want to come across as, like, I didn't make that wrong choice. I've made other wrong choices in my life, but it's like, oh, I didn't, you know. I don't want it to seem like, oh, it's this unattainable thing. I don't know how she did it. I've been fortunate to have help. And, like, God talks about having community. When you're out there floating by yourself, it is so much harder. And um, a lot of me being able to stick to what was ingrained and, like, the morals is also having help,
0: you know. That's really wise to see the the value of community, too, Mm because we can't do it on our own. We're not not supposed to. Mm -hmm. And it makes it harder on us. And artists are often very lonely, independent people anyway. And so to have to choose to be a part of a community is another effort to have to make. But you being where you are, the honesty, and I thank you so much for that, for saying, yes, I'm still going through a hard time. I still don't know the answers. Is there a last thing you can do to say to somebody who might be going through the same thing that you can offer just because you've learned and experienced it?
1: Oh, you're not alone. There are a lot of people going through it. Um, And a lot of people you don't think that are going through it. Um, Sometimes when I share things I struggle with, people are surprised. To me it's no surprise. I've been struggling with it. But um, I guess don't (sighs) – struggling with how to share this – Don't fall for the illusion that I'm over here struggling and they're over there having a great time. Reach out to God because that's the thing that's going to pull you out. No matter what your situation is, he's the one that's capable. I started, it's a random tangent, but I started learning to fly planes this last year. Oh, cool. (laughs) Just a random. Just random. I'm going to be a pilot, yes. But um, the first flight I took, I was just a passenger, but I just remember looking down and all of a sudden seeing this town that I spent all my time in from such a different perspective, and it's all these little cars driving around, all these houses, and all of a sudden, I was just like, man, like, when you're down there, everything seems so huge. Hollywood seems so huge, rent payments, um, this person that's stronger than me, this problem, and it's sort of funny when you're just, like, you know, floating up there, and you're like, all God has to do is just... Put this over here. It's just like, he is so massive compared to your problems. <laughs> you know, he, he has every ability, every capability. He's invented time. Like, he can do anything. And that's not to say that just because you pray, something will fix in the way you want it to. But um, anything you're dealing with, any situation that is huge and impossible for you, It's just a snap of the fingers for him. And if he's if you're walking through it, he's watching. He's got his eye. And I think that's the hard part because you start to get like, God, are you still watching? But he is still watching. It's, you know, I I learned a lot from teaching theater when you're like, some of the teachers were like, would tell me, don't step in yet. You know, you know the kid's going to like make a mistake, forget their prop. They're about to cry. You see the lip quivering and you want to just step in and help them. And they'd be like, if they learn this now, they will become stronger if we help them now they won't get the lesson they won't you know we're here to teach them we're teachers oh that's amazing
0: that i I don't even know how I could end anything better than that okay I, I think that's incredible okay i i so thank you for your honesty. I thank totally. you for walking yeah. through a journey that we all walk through and being so open about it that I know this is going to give somebody confidence to say, so. I'm not alone. This, <laughs> totally, this, is, yeah. this is okay. Yeah. And God doesn't make life easy. He tells us he's with us through it, and that gives us the strength. When we are weak, then we are strong with yeah. him. And so th- you have been an example of that, and I thank you so much.
1: No
0: <laughs> Well, I am so glad you've joined Mackenzie and I for uh, another episode of Hollywood Changemakers. Thank you so much for listening and come back again because we'll have more episodes. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Changemakers, a production of the Hollywood Prayer Network. We are a community of Christians praying for the global entertainment industry. For more industry news, events, and conversations about faith, follow us at Hollywood Changemakers and at Hollywood Prayer Network. To learn more about HPN, please visit HollywoodPrayerNetwork.org. Today's episode was hosted by Karen Covell. Our producers are Scotty Merig and Lauren Duncan. Executive producers with the Hollywood Prayer Network are Karen Covell and Kelly Kirshenman. Audio by Scotty Merig and editing by Lauren Duncan. Theme music by Jim Covell. Today's episode was filmed in Hollywood, California.